0: Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I am your host, Viz, and today we are joined by writer-director Cassie Keat from her new horror comedy, Scream Therapy, which is premiering at Dances with Films uh, this coming June 23rd. Cassie, congratulations on Scream Therapy. It is such a fun, full of laughs film. That- Thank you so- that people are truly going to enjoy. And with that said, let's get right to it. Uh, let's do it. You combine a girl's weekend retreat with, uh, let's see, incels, demons, and a whole bunch of whatnot. How <laughs> did this crazy concept come to you?
1: Um. Well, during the pandemic, obviously, you know, we were stuck inside uh, for two years. And uh, during that time, I I was really climbing the walls, just sort of going crazy. Um, and I was on Twitter way too much, and there was just so much going on, like you know everything that happened in Charleston, and like Roe v. Wade, where's that going? Yeah. And there was I was just so angry <laughs> and and freaked out, and having and and stuck inside, and I just wanted to write something for me to just like, let get it all
0: out. out. Yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, give me an excuse just to spend time with people again. So we just kidnapped like 20 of our favorite people and just went out to the desert and made a movie. <laughs> and it was I, I think like we could not have made this movie if it weren't for the pandemic because we you know i was able to take off time from my job and you know and we had all just been separate for so long that being able to come together we filmed this um in october of 2021 so it was uh, yeah.
0: Getting back to human interaction, I mean, it was a yeah. It was a relief for a lot of people. Now, the chemistry between the five main characters—Avery, Marybeth, mm-hmm. Nora, Dylan, and Jillian—is dynamic. Um, it sounds like you knew each other beforehand, or did you meet during the casting? Were you guys friends? How did that all work out?
1: Well. um fun fact i work at an acting studio i'm uh i'm the studio manager of anthony Mindel's actor workshop nice yeah and i've been a student there for years and so when it came time to cast the film i was like well thank god i know where a lot of really talented (laughs) actors are um so i just reached out and that's how we cast uh avery who is harley harley bronwyn mm-hmm. um jillian rochelle anderson uh and mary beth um that's jerry courtney osteen mm-hmm. uh but um dylan and nora are played by claire delamar and mandy chung uh, i've been working with them for years we um we were in a sketch comedy group together uh we've been friends for probably like a decade at this wow. point so i wrote the roles specifically for them and they're also co-producers on the film so Excellent. we all wore a lot of hats yeah <laughs>
0: that's awesome now there are many references throughout the film to nicholas cage uh you know hell yeah <laughs> a legendary actor uh and a lot and a lot of other notable quotes from other films like the dark knight rises well, what? tell us about the Nicolas Cage references because it's not just one glancing reference, it's, it's predominant. Not... Tell us about that.
1: Um, I have a deep and uh like very deeply rooted love for Nicolas Cage, um as a person and as an actor and just in general. I I I don't think I've watched every Nicolas Cage movie, but I'm pretty sure I've watched 98%. Uh, it's a source of joy and comfort, and um, I just love him. And I—he's I an even amazing
0: really... actor, and he's know.
1: amazing. Like, look at Pig. Look at adaptation. Like, he's got the dramatic chops as well as amazing comedy chops. I love Nicholas, and King. he
0: can do action. He can do anything.
1: He can do. anything thing. I mean, and he he ha- he describes his acting method as mega acting, which is my favorite thing in the world. Um, you know, that he he just embodies as much feeling as possible. And I mean, no one no one's doing it like Nicolas Cage. And, and he just so- lets
0: it out when the camera rolls.
1: Exactly. And when I was writing, I just I think I made one Nicolas Cage reference and then, you know, a few pages later, for I, I was like, oh, I'll just do a call back to this Nicolas Cage joke. And then it became this whole other thing where there's, like, dramatic monologues about Nicolas Cage. There's, like, uh, how people say I love you is by saying how much they love Nicolas Cage. Exactly. And it became a sort of different language in the <laughs> film. I don't know why it happened other than I just fucking love Nicholas Cage. It and... worked.
0: It Uh-oh. worked. Now, <laughs> Skylar Bible plays Zachariah the demon, okay? He did a great job playing a demon. It's amazing. And a demon that the audience can sympathize with. What mm-hmm. were your goals with uh, Zachariah's character?
1: Zachariah's character, I... When I was writing, like, For the incels and for Zachariah, it was sort of with the idea that you're going to have a conception of what this person should be like, Mm -hmm. and um, and I wanted to be like, okay, but what if I mean, if we were all judged 100% by a a preconceived notion, then people wouldn't really bother to get to know each other. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't see each other for like the complex human beings that we are. And so it was really fun to be like, okay, yeah, he's a demon, but like he he's a demon who has special interests and And feelings. And feelings. Mm -hmm. And he has opinions about, you know, about how he's treated and about how other people uh you know treat him and it was just fun to sort of lean into okay you know let's take a demon and then let's make you really root for him exactly
0: exactly yeah and you do find (laughs) i found myself rooting for him now while you stay true to the comedy nature of the film you do touch on some important topics uh Mm -hmm. like relationships um how important was that you know let's call it social commentary was was it for you to convey
1: Well, I like one of the main things that I really wanted to touch on was female friendships. Mm -hmm. And so many, like a lot of movies about women are written by men. And so a lot of representation of female friendship is seen through a lens of how a dude assumes that women react,
0: which is wrong.
1: Which is very wrong. (laughs) And and I, I just wanted to show, like, I, in my personal life, am incredibly blessed. Like, I am lousy with amazing female friendships. And... They're like the best part of my life are these strong connections that I have with other women. Yep. And so I wanted that to be a focus in the movie is just, you know, letting it be about women who love and support each other. And they're very different and they might not always agree, mm-hmm. but they're never going to stop supporting each other. Exactly. Even if, you know, they have to be like, whoa, I'm not, I'm not going to do this, but like, I love you but I, I can't support that. And
0: that is very well noted towards the beginning with what happens with Avery's character. Uh, mm-hmm. So very, very true there. Now, is Scream Therapy supposed to be some kind of parody of some of your past favorite horror films? Or is it meant to be taken just on its own new merits?
1: I I think it's... I have grown up watching horror and i love like i love horror and i also love the silliness of horror and i love the tropes that you see over and over again like let's investigate a noise let's split up and and so you're watching it being like why would you do that and and so um i just really enjoyed having the characters even though you know actor characters in movie are not supposed to know they're in a horror movie but when there's like demons and cults and yeah and incels, you at some point it's like yeah it feels like we're in a horror movie so maybe yeah. we should treat it like that yeah and um so it it's like it's a little bit of parody but mostly it's just i think we live in a very self-aware time oh yeah And so, you know, even just us in our, in my, like me in my own life, I'll at times feel like, wow, like, is this a Nancy Myers movie? What's happening? Or, uh, you know, we were able to sort of take a step back and look at at our own lives through like a a lens or Mm -hmm. through a paradigm of the media that we consume. And Uh so... People who are aware of horror movies being in a horror movie-like situation are probably going to comment on it.
0: Exactly. Now, like we said earlier, there are references not only to Nicolas Cage. Uh, There's a quote from The Dark Knight. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Now, was that just an example of you drawing on some of your inspirations? You know, Dark Knight Mm -hmm. is Christopher Nolan. He's a great director. Uh, right. And just trying to give homage to them or pay a tribute. Uh, was that what that was? Or was it just lines in a film that you saw previously that you would have loved to put in your own film?
1: I, um it, uh, just going back to the sketch comedy group um, uh, that I was in, it was called Whoa Man. A lot of the scenes that I wrote had a moment where I would call it the, you know, uh, the call to reason where a character would make a very dramatic monologue about something very passionate, even if what they were talking about was like soap on a rope or something incredibly stupid. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love a good dramatic monologue. I love in, you know, in the dark night, there's all these beautiful moments of, you know, there's like explosions in the background and the slow pan in and being like, it's not the hero that Gotham deserves. I love
0: it. I'm I, with you. Yeah.
1: I love it. And I it, it's sort of, you know, it it's very clear that all the characters in this movie consume media. Yeah. You know, they watch movies, they and so even without realizing it, if you're Avery when she does quote The Dark Knight, doesn't realize that she's doing it.
0: Yeah.
1: Cuz she's having a very dramatic monologue moment and it and she's just like you know I heard a great quote and pulls it you know pulls it she doesn't even know that she is doing what we all do which is just you know filling in these little pop culture moments in uh-huh. our own lives and that's um,
0: and that's a great point how Current pop culture, media, the movies that we watch influence us not only consciously but subconsciously and it comes out in the Mm -hmm. weirdest moments in our day-to-day lives. Now, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we see on screen in any film is indicative of what happens behind the screen and going by what we see on screen, it looked like you guys just had a blast shooting (laughs) this film. How did you uh, set up that relaxed atmosphere especially you know tw- uh, late 2021 with COVID, the lockdown coming to and an then, while also staying focused on the job at hand and filming this.
1: Uh, well, I mean, from the time that we sat down for our first um, our first table read, I, I just told everyone like, hey, I cast you for a reason. It's because you understand the tone and you're funny you're you're good at what you do you can do so like i'm trusting you to get it right yeah. and because we are shooting on a shoestring budget with uh we had 13 shoot days total for wow. uh yeah for a 109 page script uh i was like guess what you get no more than five takes so when you um when i say action i want you to bring me your ideas i want you to come I I don't want to see hesitation. I I want you to make a choice for every single scene, and if you do that, then it's it's going to be a party. Yeah, don't and don't second
0: so, guess yourself.
1: Exactly. So everyone going in, I set the expectations from the get. It was like I you ha- I want you to be memorized. I want you to be ready to go, and then we can play. So show up ready to party. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 it looks
0: like they did.
1: Yeah, they did. I think we only had more than five takes, maybe like three times in the whole shoot. Wow. Everyone was nailing it like take two, take three, take four. And we're like, print, move on. We're, we got it. Awesome. Yeah. And that sort of gave everyone this sort of uh, a sense of like, oh, okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm good at my job i'm gonna do it in five or less and then we're gonna move on and we wrapped early pretty much every single day on set
0: wow well you know that's yeah. that's the signs of a great director out of the five women there really isn't a leader in the group uh if there was one i would probably have to say maybe avery what are your thoughts on the I... group dynamics
1: on the group dynamic, I like Avery is our point of reference. So, I'd say like she is how the audience gets into the movie. So, I'd say she is kind of the leader, but at the same time, she also is very much along for the ride. Yeah. It the five of them just sort of have this hive mind, you know, it, one person will have an idea and be like, "I'm going to do that." And everyone will either be like, "That's a terrible idea. Let's do it." Or they'll say, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Uh, (laughs) And so I think uh, of the five of them, there's no, it's a meritocracy. You know, there's no head of state. It's just uh, an amalgamous five-person entity of love. And uh, there's no
0: intense peer pressure or anything like that. And that's that's shown very much when they arrive at the desert. Now Mm. let's talk about, Uh, Jeremiah. He -hmm. is a brainwashed incel cult member who realizes that everything he has come to believe in his whole life is completely wrong as Mm -hmm. the film progresses. Uh, Now incels are a group primarily founded and propagating on Reddit. Uh, What does Jeremiah represent to you?
1: Jeremiah rep- to me, Jeremiah is so much. Uh, like Jeremiah is the young man on on Reddit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and on YouTube. He he was raised with, you know, he grew up in a world where everything that was force fed to him was accepted as truth, and because he had no other reference, and obviously, you know, it, it's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty big leap from like i i was raised in a commune by a psychotic incel who tells us to murder women on a full moon Mm -hmm. and to spread uh, their seed exactly (laughs) to like go around and just keep growing a community of uh of women hating and murdering um monsters and so it's hard to be like oh that's the same as you know a, a guy named patrick on reddit but if patrick on reddit is just immersing himself in all in in this propaganda that tells you to hate women and that tells you that men are better or that the white christo fascist nation is should be in charge like if that's all you're consuming then that's what you're gonna believe Absolutely. and so with Jeremiah, I wanted when I first started writing it, I was like, Fuck you, Jeremiah. <laughs> but it's hard to not have empathy for someone who has been lied to.
0: And he has he really has yeah. no other point of reference to him. Exactly. The realizations that come to him throughout the film are just so intense. He he has no clue how to survive with any mm-hmm. other information now you have a, a role acid knife how would you uh, how would you describe your character acid knife
1: uh my character acid knife was me sitting in the editing room with our amazing editor justin and there was just a a, a shot where we cut to one of our characters uh is on acid and we cut to a knife and i was like oh, okay in post we can yeah we'll yeah. have someone add like a fun effect to it but because we didn't have the effect at the time I was like oh I'll just throw my voice in there so when people watch it they know that she's high but then we were so we laughed so hard at just this dumb little voice going like Catherine did not I'm sharp (laughs) and we just kept it and we never took it out and then we added it more places of just my dumb voice being like didn't
0: it was funny (laughs) it was so funny
1: it made me laugh i mean anything that made me laugh made the cut
0: yeah yeah that's that's a great way to do it and like i said when i started (laughs) this i read the synopsis incel demon worshiping and i'm like oh boy this ought to be (laughs) interesting but this film is genuinely a fun fun ride When it does premiere, guys, you have to check this out. It's written and directed by our guest, Cassie Keat. It's called Screen Therapy. It is premiering at the Dances with Films uh, Festival this coming June 23rd at like 9.15 p.m.
1: Yeah, this Friday. So if you're in Hollywood, buy a ticket. We'd love to see you out there. Let me know that you watch the podcast and I'll buy you a drink
0: are you nervous about the uh, the festival premiere how are you feeling as the days come close
1: as as the day get close days actually get closer i am less nervous when we got into the festival i was like oh that's the best news i'm terrified and (laughs) just absolutely was freaking out um i think just the excitement and like oh shit, we have so much to do and now it's happening and i just get to take my hands off of it and be like it's not mine anymore i'm sharing it here it is it's i just hope that you that everybody watching it has as much fun as we had making it it really was like summer camp in the desert
0: i know i certainly did i want to thank you so much cassie for coming on here and just sharing these thoughts i want to thank our audience those who, who uh, did tune in live and the majority of you who will be watching this later on. Again, the movie's called Scream Therapy. Keep your eye out for it. I want to thank our guest, Cassie Keat. Thank you to our audience.
1: Thank stay, you so much for having me. Absolutely. It was great the, to be here.
0: These 20 minutes just flew by. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> on behalf of Cassie and myself, stay safe and stay walking. Bye, everybody. Bye.